Welcome to your Thursday episode of Max Sports. I'm Max, of course, bringing you podcasts Monday through Friday, five days a week. It is Thursday. We're going to be talking a bit about college football, just what's happening around with the league. You realize we're less than 50 days away from kickoff between NFL and college football. Now, I do love me some off-season talk, but I will be honest, um, I'm starting to get a little uh, sick of it. So, no, not doing that. So, the first thing we need to start off when it comes to college football, which isn't the most fun thing, but it's the biggest story right now, and that is the Northwestern hazing accusations within their athletic program. So, since I have originally made this uh, story and talked about this, there has been more development. So, we have heard about how Pat Fitzgerald, the former head coach for over a decade at Northwestern, had been let go uh, with these accusations kind of bothering the the football program, but the baseball head coach as well has been canned uh, with these accusations as well. This is a real troublesome thing without a whole school. Usually something like this is something that maybe one sport has. Like when we remember the Penn State issues back in the uh, late 2000s, early 2010s, that was just football. This is the athletic program which is also very concerning. There have been four players that have already joined a civil rights attorney named Ben Crump. I listened to the interview. Sounds a lot like Charles Barkley, kind of. Uh, I don't know. That was the first thing I took away with his voice. But overall, yes, they are joining in a civil rights attorney to help the players. They are they're, They haven't put any charges yet or pressed any charges because they have yet to uh, – they want to figure out if there's any more players that want to, you know, hop on board before that train leaves the station. Understandable. You don't want to leave anyone left that didn't have a voice when they were endangered. Pat Fitzgerald also has people to defend him, saying that he has no clue. He never knew of any of the hazing accusations. Oof. Overall, this is again where I'm at. I've talked about this before, but I want to share kind of my, my current thoughts about it. Again, when it comes to the coaches, the athletic directors, anything like this, Pat Fitzgerald, if he didn't know about it, this is similar to what I'd said before, but again, updated. If he didn't know, he is too dumb to be a head coach because it's it's spread throughout sports on the team, reportedly. I mean, baseball and football, and you have players that aren't even there anymore now coming out. You have players that are currently on the team coming out. This has been happening for years. It wasn't just yet a couple bad eggs causing some trouble last season. This has been something that's happening for years. The baseball coach gets canned. You get canned. Again, if you are just so dumb that you didn't know this was happening, you don't deserve to be a head coach to begin with. On top of that, again, he either had to know something and covered it up, or he's playing and he's playing dumb, or he really is that dumb. I don't know the answer to that one. Maybe that'll be uh, figured out as we go, but overall, this is just a huge mess. And honestly, I think this ends Pat Fitzgerald's career as a coach. There is no way that a man lets something like that happen. Again, whether on accident or purpose, and, and will be able to get away with it. 
overall, this is just a huge mess. It, it is going to be probably the big legal issue story with college football for a while. We've seen it several times before. We saw it with the Penn State issues. We saw it with Michigan State when they had uh, Larry Nasser as, as a, a doctor there without the controversy that he came out years later with his assaults. Overall, it's never a fun thing. It's never a good thing. It's something that happens in sports. And sometimes when there are people in positions of power over student-athletes, they like to do some things that aren't necessarily as good. Now, the hazing is not necessarily as bad as something that I've previously said with the Michigan State or the Baylor issues or uh, Penn State, but this doesn't mean that it's not something that's going to cause several issues for this program for the long term. So I know that wasn't the most fun story, but I think it is important to highlight the stories that don't always mean the best for for sports. It's important to highlight things that don't always go great. Um, because again, if we only look at the highlights in life and, and miss something that's important as that, that's how more things like this come up. So didn't want to say that we can't have a fun, cool episode with each other, but it is important to highlight the things that aren't necessarily going great in the world. With that being said, though, we're going to transition to other college football stories throughout the day. To start things off, Coach Deion Sanders, the head coach of Colorado, has not planned on attending the Pac-12 Media Day because he has another routine follow-up procedure on his foot scheduled for, well, today. He said, unfortunately, his recovery will prelude him from attending the Pac-12 Media Day, but he's fully expected to be back and coaching in time for fall camp. So... For those who did not know, apparently Deion Sanders, even since 2021, has been battling several issues with blood clots and issues in his feet and legs. He even had multiple surgeries at his time at Jackson State, where he even lost two toes in removals due to these surgeries. So, Coach Prime has been at Jackson State for a couple years. He did really good. He brought his son there to play quarterback. He even was able to be a master recruiter, bringing in the best uh, overall prospect his first season as the head coach. People like Coach Prime. He's a name. He's a he's an icon. He's a brand. He is visual. Like people just visualize winning when it comes to Deion Sanders. He was a, an amazing player, but now he's moving into the coaching aspect, and he's been very good. In just a short amount of time, he's already got a Power 5 uh, coaching job, which is amazing. However, this health issue is something that's very concerning. I would hate to see the, the Dion train end before it can even get started. I mean, again, what he can do for the game of reco uh, recruiting, coaching, for, for being a former player, this is all amazing stuff that's new to the sport that we haven't really seen before. And I, if, he, if it really falls apart because he isn't as good of a coach as we think, I'm okay with that. But I would hate to see a guy like this have his coaching career derailed due to just health issues before it can even get started. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. He had talked about how he will definitely be ready. He says, I promise you when we go out to play TCU, I'm running out of that tunnel in front of everyone in our team. I promise you that. That's what he says. Will he be able to do it? I'm not necessarily sure. Again, health issues are always a, a big problem when it comes to coaching. Sometimes that cuts coaches' careers short. But 
There is more hype than ever for this Colorado team. You know Deion Sanders is going to want to be there for his program. Again, like it could have been previously mentioned, Colorado is going to be starting off with quite a rigorous schedule. Let's go through their schedule real quick with Coach Prime. At TCU, the team that ended up finishing second in all of college football last year, they go to them the first game of the season. Then they play Nebraska. Then they host Colorado State. Then it's at Oregon versus USC. Holy cow. Honestly, if if uh, <laughs> Colorado isn't careful, they could be in a quick 0-5, maybe even a 1-4 start if they're not careful. That's even before they play Stanford at UCLA versus Oregon State. And then they got at Utah to end the season. Just an absolute terrifying schedule, if I'm being honest. They really don't get a a good home stretch at any point uh, because they have tough opponents throughout it. I'd be shocked if they even get five wins, to be honest. That's going to be a tough schedule and a tough year for Coach Prime, and we just hope that he's healthy for it. The final thing I wanted to discuss when it comes to football this year are some of the new TV deals. Now, some people might not know this, but a lot of contracts have changed within the sports world, especially football and college football, to be specific. A lot of games, some of them are joining new networks, some of them are joining new platforms and streaming services, and some of them are almost going to be pay-per-view. What do I mean by that? I'll show you in a bit. So, perfect example, I am a diehard Michigan State fan. I try and watch every Michigan State game that I can. Maybe I miss a couple of the early ones throughout the beginning of the year, but you know when it comes to Michigan State, Michigan, when I when we play Ohio State, any of the big games, I always am watching my Spartans. Now, will I be able to throughout some of the games this year? Well, perfect example. The Michigan State hosting Washington game, a game that is going to be fairly big. It's a non-conference game between Michigan State and Washington. Washington was a very good team last year with a 10-win season. Michigan State came off of a 10-win season two years ago, fell a little bit short of those expectations this year. Bottom line, it's going to be a big game in Spartan Stadium. Will you be able to watch, though? Not unless you have the streaming service Peacock. Now, thankfully, I have a family member that has Peacock. Thanks, Dad. But I, uh, there's a lot of people that probably have cable expecting to get the full Michigan State season if you're a Spartan fan, and you will not be. You will not be. You have to have Peacock if you are going to be able to watch this game against Washington. This isn't just Michigan State versus Youngstown State or versus the Citadel or some nobody cupcake school where the team's going to blow them out by 50 anyway. This is one of the big games of the year. And I'll be honest, if I was a season ticket holder, uh, this is a, this is one of my big games that I'd be buying season tickets for. So the fact that you might have to buy Peacock if you don't already have it in order to watch this game, that would be fairly frustrating if you ask me. I want to ask football fans that that mainly watch on TV. So you don't go to the tailgates, you don't go to the live events, but you are a big fan of watching them on TV. Maybe you invite your buddies over, get some wings, play some yard games like cornhole, maybe uh, put a TV out in the garage or the basement, something like that, and watch football. How do you feel about this? Because 
personally for me, the thing that I always thought was, which was good about streaming services is that it was cheap and affordable. But the problem is when these streaming services start to branch out and they all kind of lock up their own content with it, now you're paying more to, to be able to afford your football season. It's not just, oh, you got to pay for cable and you can watch whatever you want. It's now you got to pay for cable, but you got to switch from cable over to Peacock. And then you got to switch back over to Fox. Then you got to switch back over to ESPN Plus. Now you got to switch back over. And I wonder if that's pushing away some people. For me, as of right now, thankfully, got my fingers, fingers crossed, knock on wood, don't want to curse anything, but thankfully I still have all of the available things. I have Big Ten Network. That's what I get to watch all my Big Ten games. I have ESPN. I, I I'm I have cable. I have ESPN Plus, and I'm I'm sharing Peacock. So I'll be able to watch all the games this year. But I ask those out there: Are you going to skip out on games that you cannot get? I've already talked to this uh, to you about this in the NFL. For those who didn't get those episodes, here's a big thing: um, If you uh, there are going to be region locked. NFL wildcard games. There's going to be a game that's going to be played on Peacock specifically where unless you are a local team. So an example, my Detroit Lions. If my Lions are in the wildcard, I'll be able to watch them on NBC. But if they are not, they are going to be reg- or locked to Peacock. So if I uh, want to see, just for example, a wildcard game between the Steelers and the Dolphins, that's, a, that's the wildcard game, let's say. I would have to get Peacock in order to watch the game because it's only going to be available for local people. Personally, for me, this seems more like a money grab than trying to find the best service because we all know football is king. So it kind of feels like these these platforms are locking their uh, product behind a paywall, expecting people to then pay for it. Whereas, honestly, I feel like the demand would be more for it the more people that can see it. Cable's already expensive. You're already going to get money for it. Why not just keep... I don't know. Why not just keep it on cable? Who knows? I know people think cable's a dying thing. I think the only thing that keeps cable around, no, I've said cable 450 times now, but I think the main thing that keeps it around is live sports, live TV. And without it, you're kind of just butchering cable to begin with, which most of these TV networks already have. I don't know. It just seems like a bit of a mess, but I want to know again for the listeners, are you going to deal with it when you find out that your teams are locked behind certain paywalls when it comes to certain streaming services. This isn't just for me. I know I know there's a lot of Michigan fans around me. Michigan fans, your first game of the season is region locked. You have to pay a, or not region locked, but you have to pay uh, a subscription. I think it's for Peacock. Michigan's first game of the season is on Peacock. If you want to watch it, you have to play it, uh, pay for it. It's going to be uh, them versus East Carolina. That is going to be on Peacock. If they are going to be able to watch it, you're going to have to have a Peacock Peacock subscription or pay for it. So I want to know what people think about it. For me, if it's the smaller games of the year, I don't really care for it. But honestly, as a Michigan State fan, I'm kind of bummed that I'm going to have to stream the game instead of be able to watch it on live TV. I, I just feel like streaming never works as well when it comes to live sports. So I'm a little bummed out about that. With that being said, that is the end of our episode today. I will be seeing you on a, a Friday for our Friday episode. Stay tuned to that. Check out my Facebook, as always, for posts, sports talk, and more. I respond to comments on there. If you ever have something you want to reach out and talk to me about, I'm more than happy to reach you there. With that being said, my name is Max. This is the end of Max Sports. See ya.